Gabrielle Marie, philosopher, entrepreneur with almost 10 years of career and business mentoring under my belt. My purpose in life? World peace, of course, but in a slightly humbler fashion, helping people to say fuck it and free themselves from the stuff that keeps them from living fully. Get unstuck. Get unstuck. Monday morning, a brand new week is starting. And what better way to get going than with a new podcast episode? Today, I want to talk about overcoming perfectionism and how to stop sabotaging yourself. I have a writing class on Saturday morning. We're currently talking about characters, dialogues, and settings of fiction stories. At the beginning of last week's class, we had a group conversation about how hard it can be to put stories down on paper. There are many reasons for this. Fear of criticism, the fear of not being good enough, of not being capable of actually doing it, which is a fear I'm super familiar with, I can tell you that, or even the fear of failure. And we all agreed that perfectionism plays a big part in writer's block because it can be so paralyzing and keep us from creating our work. Perfectionism is often hard to spot. A lot is going on beneath the surface of hesitation and procrastination. It's a symptom of a much bigger problem, usually due to low self-esteem or lack of trust in our own abilities. It's also been connected to a fixed mindset. You know, the idea that your skills are set and that you can't change them, and even to trauma and childhood wounds. But whatever the root, perfectionism is a protection mechanism created by our brains in response to our experience as children or even later in life, and the beliefs that we have accumulated as a result. I, for one, am a recovering perfectionist. You should have seen me 10 years ago. I was unable to deliver any report or client work without fine-tuning it for weeks, often after procrastinating on getting started with it for at least that long. Now today, I still get triggered into perfectionistic behavior, especially when I feel that the stakes are high. And in my work, I also see a lot of perfectionists. I know exactly how hard it can be to break free from this grip of wanting everything and everyone in our lives to be absolutely perfect. And of course, of wanting us to be the ones directing the whole thing and controlling everything. When I started blogging about nine years ago, I wouldn't say I liked it. In fact, I really hated it so, so much. And it was absolute and total agony for me to try and get anything done on paper. And I know I'm saying this, me, the person that writes every day and that, you know, has a couple of books now and whatever, I know. But until I had a session with Kate, my coach at the time, who graduated like I did from the Beautiful You Coaching Academy, where I got my first coaching certification, I really had a complete writer's block. And in the session that I had with Kate, we talked about online marketing and how blogging was essential to build a following and to put yourself out there, you know, the, the, the usual thing, really. There was this moment where I hesitated 
because I was feeling a lot of shame around so much resistance towards riding because I'd always wanted to be a rider. But then it really just, you know, came out. I blurted out my agony and pain to Kate. And with a dash of drama, <laughs> as my friends are used to from me, I told her that, you know, the perfect piece of writing that I wanted to create wasn't coming out on paper. And that, and this is the dramatic part, obviously, if what came out wasn't perfect on the first try, it must mean that I couldn't write and that I would never be able to write and that I was an awful writer. And of course, I know how it sounds now, but at the time, I really believed it. I mean, I really believed it. Now, what's so great about good coaches is that they're going to ask you the simplest of questions and those are going to turn out to be game changers. And in that particular session, Kate asked me, what if you allowed yourself to make mistakes when you're writing blog posts? What would happen? The truth is, I hadn't even thought of that as an option before. In my perfectionistic mind, it was clear that anything I put on paper Every sentence had to be perfect on the first try. But what if I just let go of trying to get it all right? And what if I allowed myself to play, to explore, to have fun, and even imagine that, to make mistakes? She followed by saying, you know, it's okay for you to be human. It's okay for your writing to be imperfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to do it. And it really was, you know, one of these aha moments, like a light bulb really switched on in my head. It was so liberating. It felt like I could finally breathe after holding my breath for so long, you know, waiting to get it right from the first time. The truth is so hard for perfectionists to accept, but that is the first step to getting work done. Perfection does not exist. We all pay lip service to it, but it's such a harsh truth for many people, especially those who strive for that unattainable ideal. The only place where perfection exists is in our mind. We've known this as far back as the ancient Greek philosophers. Plato's theory of forms, for instance, states that perfection only lives in the realm of thought. There only exists one of every ideal thing, you know, the perfect thing, um, whatever, but that's me loosely translating anyway. And the rest is just a copy. So this perfect thing, Plato calls a form. It's the most flawless representation of an idea. For instance, imagine a circle. So there is a form of a circle in the world or the realm of thought and that's the only one that's ever going to be absolutely perfect. All of the versions that we have on Earth, for instance, all of the circles you can draw, all of the circles that exist, they're just sort of copies of the absolute perfect form, but they can never be as perfect. So we can imagine something as perfect like Plato did with his world of forms, but According to him, we cannot create anything perfect. And somehow, I don't know, ever since I learned that at university, I really think there's so much truth to it. We can imagine perfection, but it's so impossible to actually achieve it because we're just flawed ourselves. So how could we ever produce anything perfect? 
And the only way to break free from perfection is by allowing yourself to make mistakes. As we discussed in writing class last week, a mistake doesn't exist in writing or any other, you know, creative pursuit or any other thing that you can undertake. We're calling it that, but in fact, we're just trying out things that don't work. And we must do that to learn what does work and how we can become better at the thing we want to do, in this case, writing. And often what we consider mistakes really leads to discover something new, something amazing, something incredible that we never expected. That's why it's essential to give yourself permission to make those mistakes, to explore, to try different things, different approaches, and most of all, to enjoy the process. It's like what Thomas Edison said, the inventor of the light bulb, in response to a question about his failures. He famously answered, I've not failed 10,000 times. I've successfully found 10,000 ways that will not work. So if you find yourself stuck in perfection or paralysis by analysis, just remember that it's okay to make mistakes and that you really don't have to be perfect. Uh, you actually can't because, you know, perfection doesn't exist. What matters is that you keep moving, keep going and learn from every experience, every failure, every success, because that's how we all become better at whatever we do. Another thing that's interesting to think about when it comes to perfection is why we're so afraid to fail in the first place. Unless failing might cause you or anybody else physical or emotional harm, there's no real reason to be afraid of it, is there? And still so many of us are, me included by the way. But why? What are the fears that hold us back? Psychologists believe this is rooted in the idea of being socially accepted. We all have an innate need to be validated and accepted by others. So when we fail or when we make mistakes, we're afraid that nobody will accept us or like us anymore. It's a fear-based belief that can be really hard to shake off. Believe me, I know. Especially if love and affection were given to us in response to what I would call perfect behavior when we were children. One of my writing classmates, a teacher, she's a really cool um, human being, said something interesting about how often the most intelligent and gifted children are the ones who will say no to doing something new that they might fail at. And the reason, she said, is that they've been praised so much and rewarded so much for getting things right that they're just afraid of getting things wrong. Understanding why we feel afraid of failure can be such a powerful tool to help us become more comfortable with not being perfect. Something that can help is to ask ourselves what is driving us to write or doing anything that we're trying to create or to do. Are we doing it for external validation or is the internal joy and flow what we're looking for? The only way to do something sustainably, enjoy it and keep it up for a long time is to do it for yourself, never to do it for somebody else, especially not for something external. Remembering why we're doing something and why it brings us joy can help put perfectionism into perspective. 
I heard Gabor Mate, the best-selling author and one of my favorite trauma experts, talk about this in a recent interview that he did for his new book, The Myth of Normal. He was talking about a moment when he was experiencing difficulties working on the book. He realized that the paralysis came from identifying with the success or the failure that the book might have. And I'm going to add the YouTube interview in the show notes because it's so good. And also more information about uh, the book, The Myth of Normal, because it's such a fantastic book. Now, it's around the 25-minute mark in the interview. And there, Gabor Mate says, Here I am, this guy writing about trauma and healing. And all of a sudden, I'm in a panic because I'm writing a book and I realized that the problem was that I identified with this book. The problem wasn't a book. Let's say I write a book and it's not a success. I mean, how big of a deal is that in the bigger scheme of the universe? But if I identify with the book and it's not going well, and if the book fails, then I'm failing as a person. Which then goes back to my very early concern about not being worth it. So once I disidentified with the book and said, no, this is just a book. And how it does says nothing about me or my word. Once I can decouple that, then I can confidently and much more comfortably go back to the writing of it. But I went through that crisis. The whole interview is amazing, so you really have to to watch it. But that piece really struck me because I know that feeling so well. And I've heard so many people in my practice talk about the same thing as well. When we focus too much on what others will think of us and our work, when we identify with the things we make, we forget why we're creating in the first place. We lose sight of the journey, which is where all the joy is. It's so easy to forget, but perfectionism really doesn't bring us pleasure and it doesn't lead to great work. It's actually agonizing. You're always overthinking, you're stressed, you're anxious because you want to do the best job you can. You work slower, you don't deliver things, you procrastinate. So what's fun about that? The joy, the pleasure, the fun comes from the creative process itself. The point is, you are not your work. And this has a few meanings for me, and I think they're important. The first one is that you are not the thing you produce. The book, the report, the course, the Instagram reel, the project you run, the podcast you make, all of those things, it's not you. Then, and more importantly, and deeply, you are not the result of your work. You are not success. You are not failure. You are not successful or unsuccessful. Who you are is who you were before all of the things that you get judged on. And finally, you are not your work ethic. The amount of time that you spend at work, the diligence that you show when you're working, the productivity methods that you use, the hustle that you have, all of those things actually are not who you are. You are the person that you are. So how do you let go of perfectionism a little bit? Well, first, because it's so entangled with our words, a good place to start is to build our self-esteem. That's why I'm a big fan of mindset shifts, therapy or coaching and building a strong relationship with yourself. 
And you can check out a couple of the previous episodes of this podcast for more on some of those topics. Another thing that's been really helpful for many clients and for myself is remembering that what is considered good right now is only temporary. Don't strive for it as it is constantly changing. Instead, aim for a deep relationship with yourself and your work and find joy and play in everything that you do. So become really good at that, is what I'm saying. Don't try to deliver fantastic things that are perfect, but just become better and better and better at enjoying what you're doing and at having a really good relationship with yourself. And finally, remember that medals and accolades will never make you happy if you can't be proud of yourself first. You can't be proud of yourself if you don't love yourself. So work on loving and accepting who you are, just as you are. I want to leave you with this today. Learn to be your biggest cheerleader, flaws and all. And remember that perfectionism really is an illusion. You're not your work, you're not the recognition that other people give you, you're not your bank account, your book sales, or the number of followers that you have on social media. You are so much more than that. But one thing you're not is perfect. (laughs) And that's perfectly okay, (laughs) pun totally intended. Anyway, that's it for today. Before I go, here's this week's fuck it, let's do it experiment. And I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. I'd love you to be your most beautiful, imperfect self this week. Pick something you've wanted to do for a long time and let go of any need to be perfect when you do it. Go ahead, make mistakes, screw up a few times, let yourself off the hook for not being perfect in all of those instances and just love yourself anyway. To take it a step further, why not try this little act of daily rebellion this week? Allow yourself to be seen and heard exactly as you are. This could be by speaking up in a meeting, saying precisely what you mean, even if it's not a popular opinion, posting something on social media that might be considered imperfect, or taking ownership of a mistake that you made. Just let yourself be seen and heard. That's it for this episode. I hope you liked it. And if you did, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. I really appreciate it. Until next week, have a wonderful time. And remember to practice imperfect action. Bye. Just a heads up. I'm not a therapist or a doctor, so if you're not feeling your best mentally or physically and you need some help, please make sure to consult with a medical professional or a therapist.